Welcome to Herbal Explorations, a podcast hosted by Wilson Lau of New Herbs. Each week, we speak to leading experts about what's happening in the herbal industry. I would like to welcome Aaron Smith, the Vice President of Herbal Science and Research at Banyan Botanicals and the Chair of the American Herbal Products Association Sustainability Committee to Herbal Explorations. She always wows me with her herbal wisdom and her unique viewpoint as an ethnobotanist who worked over a decade directly with indigenous communities. She's one of the few people in the industry that I know of that spent so much time directly with indigenous communities and talking to them about sustainability and plants. So she has such a wonderful viewpoint. It always impresses me and I always learn something new when I talk to her. So welcome to the show, Erin. Thanks, Wilson. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. So this is a quick fire version about sustainability. How would you define sustainability in one to three sentences? Oh man, this is, it's changed so much over the years. So it's hard and different sectors. Like I would probably have defined it differently in my career as an ethnobotanist versus now in, in business, but in business, um, to me, it's all about responsibility and awareness. So I think I would um, really define it as being responsible for our impact in making decisions that do minimal harm or and or even improve um, biodiversity, global ecosystems and communities. I would add the communities part to that, which is often left off. That's a great definition because one of the things that we always debate about um, in the industry sometimes is what is really sustainable sustainability and is anything really sustainable when you're taking from the earth? So that's a great, that's a great viewpoint from a business. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's not a do no harm. It's pretty hard to do that, but minimal. And definitely I think nowadays it's, um, changing a bit that we need to focus a bit more and like, well, how can we even be a part of the solution and not just trying to keep it at status quo and not make it worse. So what are, what is the biggest opportunity that a company can address today? For me, the two big things, especially in the early, in the natural product in any company really, but uh, since we're so focused on natural using, we use our natural resources so much in the herbal product industry, sourcing for sure is one of the big ones. I think we have so much opportunity to make change build more direct relationships with the, you know, people and harvesters and communities that are supplying the herbs that we do and, and, you know, help influence how things are grown and harvested and things like that. And then packaging to me is the other one, um, big opportunity for us to make a lot of impact on that. If we can be forward thinking in how we're changing up our packaging and being responsible for what happens to that package once it leaves our facilities and people's homes. Yeah, I think, you know, that's really interesting because you're really talking about, you know, upstream and downstream. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a very interesting viewpoint. I think very few people try to attack both of them at once because either of them is a big issue, big task ready. But I would think working directly with the wild crafters and people that are responsible for the herbs really allows you to see um and get information about the herbs that you would otherwise never know about. And whether that's working directly with them or through someone like us um, that can give you access, right? It's really about yeah. access. Um, and, you know, one of the- You have to have the good partners that get it, yeah. that share your values, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is this also, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, you know, as 
we do more direct to consumer commerce throughout the world in all different industries. You know, are, are, is our packaging really suitable for that channel, right? It's like, do we really need these big round bottles or should we be doing something like these rectangular things that fit to take smaller footprints and that stack neatly next to each other in boxes and envelopes, right? It's just, I think there's so much yeah. that could be done and it's just wonderful to hear uh, about some of the efforts being done in the industry today about recycling and um, compostability and whatnot. But it's also form factor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. And I mean, we, we also just have such a responsibility, I think, to educate the consumers too. I don't think they're aware of basically the challenges around it and the decisions that have to be made and therefore what that means, you know, what their demands are and wants are too and how that influences us and just all of it. There's a lot there. Packaging. Yeah, packaging is. You do this just on packaging, Wilson. Yeah, it's like how 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 do how do two people how do two urbaners talk about packaging, right? It's like how, how did that ever happen? So if it's on our radar, it should be on everyone's radar um, as far as sustainability in the natural products industry goes. Uh, what is something a company can implement today around sustainability to create a better tomorrow? What's like, you've done so much sustainability work over your career. What is something that you think people can do today, starting today to make a better tomorrow? This, the, and the thing that comes to mind is actually going to be surprising for you, I think. For me, I mean, obviously there's much I could dive into with, you know, sourcing side and picking one plant and finding the right partners and the people that are growing it and things like that. But I also really think a big impact in what I've found at Banyan that makes a big difference in companies is add it to the job descriptions. Like make it part of what people do in their job that even not the obvious jobs that they're like, you know, it's part of their thing of, of having a goal um, where, you know, part of their job that they have to be thinking constantly about the impact and how to improve or lessen that impact or, um, you know, finding new efficient ways and more environmentally responsible ways to do things in that job or whatever it is. And I think when you have it in the job description, it then makes it bleeds out into the culture, it's taken more seriously. Um, And then also in those yearly goals that we have at Banyan, everyone has to have at least one, what we call SER, social and environmental responsibility goal. And so then everyone has to think about it. And I think when you have the whole company doing that and everyone thinking about it versus just select positions or just leadership, it makes a difference. Plus it bleeds into their everyday life, right? Like if there's suddenly something they weren't thinking about, but they're having to think about it at work, they might suddenly start to think about it um, in their everyday life. And suddenly you are making a difference um, beyond it. So I know that's probably different than what you thought, but it's, it's something I've really noticed lately makes a huge impact. Guess what I'm doing after, after this call today. <laughs> you're gonna put it in all your job description. Yeah, I want to start. You know, we're just uh, looking for someone in customer service, um, so I'm gonna add it to the job description and everyone's job description. I think you know this harkens back to an earlier um, conversation I had on herbal explorations with Julian, who's a sustainability expert at a CPA firm. And mm-hmm. once these measurables become required industry practices for from the financial side of things, it's going to permeate throughout the company, but exactly for the same reason as you said it, because it's part of their job description now. 
But I never right. thought about actually connecting that to the actual job, right? Description. Right? Yeah. That's what it was really talking about because if you need to, in your job, have to calculate or tabulate or contribute to that report to prove that you've done what you said you've done or did, mm-hmm. then you're, you're thinking about it all the time, right? Just like your job description. If you have the in your description, you know the expectations, especially you have a responsibility, at least one, one item, that's genius. I think that's, you know, I'm, I told you I learned something different about from you every time, but I didn't think it would be about HR versus, you know, <laughs> so this is a new, this is a new uh, tack for me today. Well, I think, too, it's also sometimes we put it in every job description. So even those that work in our production lines and things, it's in their job description. And sometimes your like low hanging fruit that you can tackle comes from positions you wouldn't think of because they're dealing with it every day. And they're like, this seems crazy. We're throwing all of this away. Is there a different way to do that? That's not, you know, doing that. So to me, I think there's just so much there that we tend to overlook that makes a big difference. Yeah, I totally agree. What is one tip that you can share with our listeners on how to advocate for sustainability projects in their company? I think for this one, I would answer it a little differently depending on where they are in their sustainability journey. Like if you're just starting on a sustainability journey at your company, I would say just like you know, it can be so overwhelming and and it can almost, you'll immediately get no's from leadership and stuff because there's just so much and it seems too daunting to do it. So like, just start small, like pick one thing, pick something that seems really doable, doesn't cost a lot, might even save money if you make the change, things like that to get the conversations going and getting that culture kind of happening there and then tackle it bit by bit because otherwise it is really hard to make a shift if it's just the beginning of the journey. If someone is further along and it's more like they're wanting to advocate for like big changes and big projects to happen at their company, to me, I would say it's so important to start some kind of, you know, we call it at Banyan, we call it our SER council, but it's basically a group. It's not just our person that oversees our sustainability work, but it's it's all of leadership and the financial people. And we meet, you know, depending on what the topics are, we meet monthly to talk about it. We meet quarterly. And then you're having those big discussions all together and piecing it out and saying what really makes sense for our company and what really, you know, and you can have those debates, but people are more invested. Um, and it's just invaluable. I think that's a huge thing. If you're able to set up regular meetings with key stakeholders to talk and tackle issues. So it's not just one person's job or a team to do it. So I love it. Start the conversation and keep it going. <laughs> I think that's yes. the key. It's a never ending process, right? You can't, it's not a one-time conversation. It's a continuous dialogue and work at it. Um, Thank you, Erin, for joining us today. And it's a pleasure. And I'm going to go start updating all my job descriptions. Thank you very much. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Wilson. So great. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the business of herbs and botanicals, visit newherbs.com. To keep listening to great episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, or Spotify. And make sure to give us a rating, too.